0: hello and welcome back to the afl footy fill up your ultimate punting guide to season 2020 it's still tough to pick which teams are good and bad this season it's been very tough from a punting perspective but speaking of good and bad we better get to our two experts and we'll start with uh jay clark i'll let you decide who the good and the bad is here
1: jay welcome. Uh, uh, angus uh, how are you, mate? hello uh jacob look uh, every week we do a na bit and that is where you pick a ruffie, you pick an outsider Um, and you try and get that home. Now, I've done that twice in a row. I've got two boonanas, uh, two weeks in a row. First, Port Adelaide plus 40, Tick in the showdown. Then Collingwood plus uh, 40 last week over St Kilda. uh, Tick, you should have seen me jump off the couch. And you know what they call (laughs) three boonanas in a row? Because that's what I'll be going for this week. Do you know what they call three boonanas in a row? Donkey doggy cold. (laughs) <laughs> no, a fruit salad. That's what they call it, <laughs> a fruit salad. So we're going for the fruit salad this week. Wait till the end of the show. i got something for you.
0: Well, Jacob, you've also been going okay in a uh, a tough field of betting and you had a couple of wins last week. So was it that tough on, on the pump for you? It was the first two
2: games especially, the, the Hawthorne result and then the uh, the Friday night result with Western Bulldogs as well. I found those two especially hard. I didn't get five of the last six games me in front for the week but there's something the puns need to realize which is we can expect a few more upsets this year with shorter game times it does give the the underdog a greater chance of winning the game so if you just the shorter the match is the better the chance of the the lesser team winning the game so that Carlton versus Geelong game was a prime example of a game that might have been won by the better team had it gone for 20 minutes longer so you can expect the underdogs in these short matches to get up slightly more than they were in 2019.
0: Well, it might have also been won by the favorite if uh, Asava Radigalia had punched the ball away from his own team. goal. But, you know, I'm sure your stats as relevant too.
1: And as you know, you watch these shows, and they talk to guests, and they're at their home on the Zoom meeting, as as we are now. And you sort of look in the background, you think, "What's going on back there?" You know, there's always a, a bit to digest. Now, if you just take a quick look at what's going on in the background of Jacob's window, I think I can see a Himalayan guitar right down that back left corner. Um, there is a whole lot to analyse behind Jacob. Now, I think, just as the show rolls on, we might sort of pick a few items and see. Well, no, this what, is, I, mean, I will clarify: this is
2: not my house. This I've had to. <laughs> <laughs> quarantine myself away from my family. My family's all sick at the moment.
1: Uh they've right. been tested
2: for coronavirus So I've not recording yeah. at my parents' house. So this is anything you yeah. see behind
1: here is not mine. Yeah. I think <laughs> so, I think I've just seen the film crew from Antique Roadshow just roll in. <laughs> I think they're just sort of sort of going through some of that stuff. That might be worth it. There's a, a bit few anyway.
2: up on the mantelpiece over here and a few <laughs> yeah. over there. So <laughs>
0: Uh, I very much Sorry. like the uh, the, ro- the wooden rocking horse or whatever that is on your uh, over your right shoulder. But uh, that's the story for another time, I'm sure. We better get yeah. cracking into the games. And we start right. with the Thursday night footy. And it's two teams that bounce back very well in round three in the Swans and the Dogs. The Dogs' slight favourites here. Jay, we'll start with you. How are you playing yeah. this
1: one? Now, listen, you couldn't. I don't care if you're the wizard character out of Harry Potter. There is no one on the planet who could safely predict what is going to happen in this game from a scoreboard point of view. Bulldogs, so up and down. Sydney, we thought they were atrocious. They come out and knock off a red-hot North Melbourne. So you don't – look, what, i got a, it's a heads or tails sort of thing. So I'm going to look for something else. What has caught my eye is Tom Papley. They are using him without Buddy. Lots been talked about, Heaney. Tom Papley, they are isolating a hell of a lot out of the goal square. We saw it again at the weekend. He took on Luke McDonald, kick it, kicked a couple of snags. He's got some speed. On Thursday night, I'm going to be cheering Tom Papley for two goals. He's been averaging two goals per game, six over the first three, to kick two snags at $2.50. You can get stuffed with your head-to-head result on this one because you'd be absolutely guessing. Tommy Papley, the fat little unit from Bunyip, is going to kick a couple of snags, reckon. Well,
0: Jacob, as a uh, Harry Potter nerd, I'm sure that's quite like blasphemy saying the wizard character. <laughs> well, so, yeah, you know, yeah,
2: they're all wizards. <laughs> no, he's just referring. Yeah, I, I, what is your knowledge of Harry Potter? If you're asking about the wizard character, you're talking Harry, you're talking Voldemort, you're talking Ron. Who are you talking about? Then?
1: I've actually never seen it, so um, big <laughs> the big, there's a big, big, big beard. <laughs> Hagrid. Yeah, Hagrid. right? all right. All,
2: all Dumbledore. We'll let you yeah, off the hook on there, but
1: one. you know what I mean.
2: <laughs> i'm gonna go with Sydney here you think it's tossing the coin i think Sydney are the better here. they're starting as the outsiders at dollar 95 and you're talking about that forward line it is actually almost better than what they were putting up last year it's not relying on the bigs of franklin and reed it's relying on uh, papley and heaney as the two main targets and they've been fantastic throughout the year they're, they're, they're one and three most used targets in there the other one is Uh, McCartan, who was knocked out last week. So they're relying on these small players to kick the goals, and it's actually working. The other area of their game they've really improved as well is uh, their midfield, Kennedy, Parker, Florent, all flying in the midfield. Hewitt's tagging. Now, I did mention last week for Bont that I thought he was going to get tagged and get held to about 15 disposals. He had 16. Uh, I think he's going to get tagged again by Hewitt. So I expect him to be around that 15 disposal mark again in this game, and you can make some money there. But I think Sydney are a better bet in this one, uh, just given their
0: form with their full forward line and their midfield firing. So it's the Swans for Jacob there and probably a couple of goals for Jay. Now the next clash, Friday night footy, the Giants and the Pies. Face off for the first time since uh, last year's prelim and we'll see if the Pies can get some revenge there. Jacob, I'll start with you because I know your best bet's coming in this one. Yeah,
2: well, what, what's wrong with the Pies? Why are the Pies seeing a dollar sixty-seven in this? They are the flat flag favourites, but they're $4.75 for the flag, which is absolutely great odds. They're almost a shoe in for the top four. Once they make top four, they're going to be crashing into about $3, $3.50 for the flag. Even Richmond, I think, at $5.50 are great for the flag. So there's a lot of uh, value that you can have in the long-term markets. But this game here, what's wrong with Collingwood? They haven't conceded 40 points in a game this year. Their stars, like Penderry Adams, Degoe, How look all refreshed from last year. They've got a little bit of development from their kids in Browns, uh, both Browns, really, and Dacos. Grundy looks like he's actually improved again this year. Trelawk will be back for this one. They're just a complete team across the board. Stevenson was in great form as well. Um, kicking some really the first two goals against the Saints. There's just no reason to back against Collingwood in this. GWS have lost two in a row. They've lost their tsunami. Uh they're in all sorts, GWS. Collingwood should be probably starting a dollar forty, dollar fifty in this game. And you can get him a dollar seventy.
0: And Jay, you've had some luck with the pies betting this year. What are you going with this one?
1: I've read them like a book, it's fair to say, Angus, and I'm looking to make it to three straight. Uh, for me, it's Collingwood again at the line, minus six and a half. They have been beaten up around the board by the Giants um, in the past, so you would expect a really big emphasis on those clearance and centre clearance um, uh, numbers, I think, in this one. GWS uh, have been poor. I mean, I thought they were deplorable at the weekend, and their season is, is really starting to slip away Um you know when you get to 1314 territory you then have to win 10 of your last 13 games just to make final so they got a lot of work to do also you know, I think the analysts are starting to go to work on GWS and they're they're struggling to find an identifiable system. They're relying a lot on talent in one-on-one contests to win the ball. They want to be really physical around the ball and then beat you one-on-one behind the ball and rely on their firepower forward. So the well-structured teams, I think, are going to have some success against GWS unless things change. So Collingwood has probably got the most organised defence in the competition, I think, um, could really lick their chops with this one. I, I think it's going to be a big win for the Pies, It's in a big statement win on enemy territory. So I'm loving that line at six and a half.
0: Yeah, it's a solid one there, and I do like Jacob's call, the Pies for the flag. That's where my money's going for sure. Now we push on to the latter leaders in Port Adelaide who take on the Eagles, the power $1.60 favourites, and the Eagles have been somewhat underwhelming this year. Jay, how are you playing here?
1: Yeah, I'm all about Port. Again, been riding them uh, all season. It's been uh, quite a profitable little uh, selection for me. Um, Yeah, West Coast, you've just got no reason to back them. Adam Simpson has conceded they're struggling with the slippery conditions. A lot of the players have kids and families at home. They're missing. The hub life is just really disagreed with them. They know they'll be going back home in a couple of weeks, so they'll all be uh, thinking and looking forward to that. On form, Port Adelaide's probably a top two team in the comp. West Coast at the other end of the ladder, so... Port at a single figure line, single figure, minus eight and a half. I mean, you take the name West Coast out of it on form. I mean, Port Adelaide should do this pretty comfortably. They're winning the hard ball. Um, wet conditions fa- uh, favoured them probably last week a, a little bit against um, a brave Fremantle. Um, but, yeah, I think Port at a single figure line is is great value. And, Jacob, you're on the same page? Yeah, I'm on the same page. I think that what you can see here is uh, the
2: Port Adelaide team is the number one contested footy team through three weeks, West Coast to last. We actually had a call from Port Adelaide during the week. They have run out of green ink. That's how well they're going. Their, their printers are <laughs> malfunctioning. But West Coast have previously been able to get away with their contested ball numbers and their grand ball numbers because their bookends are so strong. So Kennedy and Darling up up front and, and McGovern and Barras down back. But Kennedy's gone missing. Kennedy's had... Five or fewer disposals in all three of his matches. Darling's having a slow start to his even. Now, we're not even sure if McGovern's going to be back for this game as well. There's just not that efficiency at either end of the field to, to let them get away with their, their poor ground ball and their poor contested ball through the midfield. So, Port Adelaide, $1.68. I think you got them at $1.80 at the start of the week. You're into $1. sixty now. Even $1. sixty is good value for them. Uh, they should win this game comfortably.
1: That's, can well, I just stop you just one second? I, I th- you know... Uh, we're all getting these COVID tests. If you're feeling unwell with coronavirus tests, I think the traders need to swab up their novas because how that's that market started at a dollar ninety each, a dollar eighty five, dollar ninety five. Oh, did we jump on that nice and early? Oh boy, I think they need to get themselves down to the clinic just a little check. <laughs>
0: Well, Jacob, you might see him there after what you told us this morning. Now, uh, I, I will say, Jay, you said there is no reason why the Eagles can win this. I will give you a stat in the snag stand later on as to why they can. Okay. So I've got a little Go. one there. It's it's mm-hmm. better than any of Jacob's stats. So uh, just wait and see for that. Stay tuned for the snag stand later on. But before Good. that, we'll get to, to Kilda and Richmond. Now the Tigers, forty favorites to the Saints. Added some solid odds there, but two of round three's worst-performing sides. These two teams, and Jay, what are you playing in this one?
1: Yeah, I'm on. I'm on Richmond uh, to snap back into form. They're going to get uh, Dusty Martin back. I, I think. Uh, yeah, they've been flat, haven't they? The, the uh, eight or nine first-half tackles in the first half last week against Hawthorne, there's definitely been a bit of a, a hunger issue. Look, I think Damien Hardwick and this, the whole club will be good enough to get this playing group back up to where it needs to be because we just know the quality of it. So a nice little reality check early in the season. Might play into their hands. You never know. St Kilda? I'm not big on this year. I think it's a it's a developing year for them. They're still very young. They're working things out. So um, I'm not too optimistic about the Saints prospects this year. I think they're heading in the right direction. I just think they're going to find it challenging throughout season 2020. So Richmond, minus 14 and a half. If they play anywhere near the level, even 80%, I think they get that done pretty comfortably. It's a pretty safe anchor for me. And, you, uh,
0: Jacob, are you on the same page? I know your optimism for the Saints was higher earlier in the year, but I'm sure it's dropped off a touch. Yeah, I was
2: off them last week, and I'm off them again this week. Richmond, 14 and a half for the line. It's just too short. So don't uh, panic with the Tigers last week. They actually had more shots a goal than the Hawks. They had 18 shots to 16. It was really accuracy, which is a big difference in that game. It was two goals, seven from set shots compared to eight goals, three. Our expected scoring had it almost being a, a level game with Richmond actually in front. So don't panic on the Tigers. They get Dusty back in this one. Uh as I said, the line of 14 and a half, if Richmond are actually as good as they were last year, which I think they still are, they just um, were inaccurate last week. That line of 14 and a half is going to be way too small.
0: And are you looking at a, a big one here with the, uh, the four fifty presenting a bit of value for the 40 plus? Yeah, I think if you want to go for a bull, nana, this is,
2: this is a good place to do it because of the markets moved so far in on Richmond. Uh, I think Richmond could go really big here with Dusty coming back. The, the tall forwards, I think with Lynch and uh, rewelt rewelt uh, kicked zero goals from uh, four shots on the week and he's desperate for a big uh, return I think those tall forwards plus Dusty will uh, have a big return and Richmond could even go bigger and go 40 plus
1: Ang- Angus for I, think
2: there. Yeah,
1: I think I've worked it out just uh, just the bottom just look at um, Jacob's left elbow just beside that left elbow I think it's a family of giraffes well, see that back corner <laughs> I've re- worked it out I reckon that's a family of giraffes is that right <laughs> it's Jacob?
2: a family of giraffes yeah. well done good job <laughs>
0: And directly behind him is the collected works of Harry Potter, but he won't show us that till later. (laughs) All right, that wraps it for the first half of games. We'll go to a quick break, and when we come back, we'll touch on all the rest of the games and uh, look at the snag stand as well.
2: One of my favourite things about BetEasy is all of the perks.
1: Like watching every Australian race live in the
0: palm of your hand so you can watch and bet anywhere, anytime. BetEasy. Raise your game. We are back on the AFL footy fill-up. Now, the next game we're going to touch on at the time of recording, there is no market at the moment with a bit of uncertainty around the Bombers, but the Blues—they'll be full of confidence after their win over the Cats. So, Jacob, what are you playing here?
2: Well, this is the same game I play almost every single Monday before the markets go up. I go, "Oh, what? What should Collingwood be sitting at this week?" I go, oh, "Collingwood should be sitting about $1.60. So They come up a dollar eighty. You go, "Bang! Get on board. This is a good one here." We've got a little bit more time to wait. Where am I looking at? Because I think Essendon's going to win this game. Carlton's reliance on Crips is just far too great. In, in their win last week, he had 17 contested possessions. The next highest blue was on nine. He had 12 clearances. The next best blue was on three. He was number one for scoring. I was number two for tackles. He kicked a key, team high two goals. He can't do this every week to carry Carlton. And what we saw last year as well, he was had a real up and down season. Every time he'd have a really good game, the next week he'd come back and have a really down game. Essendon... The number I'm looking for here, if I can bet on them, if I can get $1.75 on Essendon, I'm going to take that. So we don't know what the market's going to be yet, but if it comes out anything longer
0: than $1.75 for the Bombers, I'm jumping on board. I think at some point during that that rant, the internet cut out of touch. I think the Wi-Fi signal was blocked by all the little trinkets you got in the background there or something going on. But Jay, are you leading in the same direction in that you'll, you'll wait and see what the odds are before you jump on the Bombers?
1: Yeah, I think this is probably a low bet game to be, to be honest. I mean, you, you just don't know where the psyche of the Essendon group is probably after the week that they've had. So, look, if you get a line for Essendon around six points, i will probably take them about that. I think they'll win by more than um, one goal. But I think their real value was on the line of the um, coronavirus cases or the um, the isolation numbers early now. The media sort of set that line at about five. I took the unders and, and hit the jackpot with that. So we only know there's only two, McKenna and, and jackpot. So just keep an eye on the corona line. That'll appear occasionally throughout throughout the season. And we cashed him on the unders uh, on that one, but I think you're right. Um, Essendon have started have have defied the critics and defied the odds. We know how saw, uh, saw uh, with all the post season surgeries, pre season um, uh, issues they had. Um, they've come out, and that midfield has been really strong. So, look, I don't have a lot of trust for Carlton. All. Although I think, um, or other than the fact that Jack Martin has had a really strong start to the season, I think that he's almost Carlton's second best player already. He's only been at the club three games. So I really like him, especially when he goes into the midfield. I think Carlton uh, Patrick Cripps needs a co-pilot and Jack Martin, I think is looking good as that sort of uh, right-hand man. So I think you'll get busy around the contest more and more. Uh, but otherwise, yeah, I like uh, Essendon if it's a line around about five or six points, I take that.
0: Yeah, Jack Martin definitely flying, but i tell you what, the Suns are definitely not missing him, and they take on the Dockers <laughs> this week. They're at a $1.67 favorites again. Incredible way the Suns are playing, but uh, they deserve to be favorites against, as you said, a spirited Dockers outfit. And Jay, you touched on the fact that they've shown a bit of fight, the Dockers, but uh, they haven't been able to get the chocolates. Yep. How are you playing here?
1: I'm going to take the outsider here. I'm going to take Fremantle at the uh, six and a half line. I've been quite impressed with them. Um, to be honest, I think with even with that young list that they've got, they've been able to perform quite well. Um, they certainly took it up to Brisbane. They nearly pinched that one. I thought they were pretty good, to be honest, against Port Adelaide. Um, you know, and hung in there in the second half despite being outclassed quite significantly around the ball. So, look, you know, all credit to Gold Coast. They've been doing unbelievable things. Matt Rowell get tagged. You know, maybe he's just an outstanding um, talent but I think Fremantle um, could potentially cause a boil over here at plus six and a half I'm going to take that
0: yeah it's it's not a bad call I think uh, I love the Dockers but it's also a little bit of a worry with the Suns the last few years they've started uh, very hot each year and I think last year they started you know three and one or so and then had a massive losing streak but Jacob you don't think that's going to start this week
2: I think it's going to go, they're going to get to 3-1 and one again. Um, the, the, the traders and, and the public, I think it's just a bit fearful on Gold Coast. That They've been bitten by that dog one too many times and don't want to pat it. But Gold Coast are flying in the moment. If you're watching their, their football, they've won by 40 points each of the last two weeks. Um, they're especially strong in the contest. That's where they've really improved this year. They've brought in Rao. And they've brought in Greenwood to be those enforcers inside and give them a bit of extra size in there. And they're down back, they're a bit more organized. Sam Collins is, t- is the leading the league in intercept marks. And then up forward as well, Ben King's taking a nice step forward. Sam Day's a really solid target plus the other um, smaller forwards with Ainsworth roaming around down there, Sexton as well. So they've got options up forward, organized down back, and now they're really beefy in that midfield with Jared Witts being able to actually able to feed some players rather than last. year just tap it down and just hope that one of his midfielders could get it. So there's, there's <laughs> real improvement from Gold Coast this year. Uh, don't be fearful of them. sixty seven. they are a, not going to be a top-eight team probably, but they're going to be around right about that 9 to 10 mark, whereas Fremantle – uh, you're going to find them in the in the bottom four. Gold Coast dollar sixty seven at home with Fremantle in the hubs. Uh, if you think Carlton are a one man team, Freer are a two man team, whereas Gold Coast really have a solid contribution across the board. Dollar sixty for seven for them is great.
0: Yeah, I think uh, it's a it's a wait and see on the Dockers when they're at full strength. I would watch out there. Uh, they're going to be a pretty good team at the back end of the year. You're holding out hope, Kramer. Holding out hope. Gee, you're a committed Fremantle fan. They're zero and three. Mate, I've still, the, the money's still sitting there on them at the flag, so I can't really go against them. <laughs> uh, now we push on to the Lions and the Crows. Adelaide were very, very bad last week, and the odds show it. They're out at uh, $6, the Lions, heavy favourites. Jacob, we'll start with you on this one. Well, it's one
2: where I think the trailer's has done okay with the line here. The line's sitting at 32.5, which old-school line. You're sort of looking at a 40-point line, and that's about where I'd have the, the line here. So I'm going somewhere a bit different. I think Charlie Cameron... I start with three plus goals. I heard the Snags stand might be going on three plus goals, and they've been having a bit of trouble this year. So I'm going to go back to two plus goals for Charlie Cameron. Take a nice win there, but where I'm really looking for Charlie Cameron is the Coleman Medal. It's a it's a strange year for key fours. You look at the big boys that are used to winning the award. So Franklin's not playing at all. Rewalt's in career worst form. Uh, Kennedy's in career worst form. And uh, then you're looking at Cameron's not playing really well. Brown's not playing really well either. Charlie Cameron at eight dollars, I think, is the is the value in this market. Uh, he would be the smallest Coleman medal winner since Malcolm Blight, way back uh, in the 80s. Uh, But I think he he could probably get two, three, four, five goals in this game and he'll crash right in from the $8 that he's currently sitting at. So Charlie Cameron for a few goals in this game or Charlie Cameron for the Coleman medal for a more long-term bet is where I'm putting my money.
0: Now, Jacob, just... While you're there, you obviously didn't touch on the fact that the colour medal leader at the moment, Harry Perryman, uh, wh- where's he in your in your factoring in this one? Well,
2: I actually did a really good uh, number on Harry Perryman during the week. So he's played 7% forward this year and he's kicked eight goals. The only player we've got on record to have achieved that over the last 15 years is Dane Beams. And that was when 2012 was playing for Collingwood in great Fall. He's at $26. I heard on the radio today from another betting agent, which one, but they said he was good value at $26. That is an absolute (laughs) stitch up from them. Don't trust them at all. If anyone puts a single dollar on Harry Perryman for the Colman medal, you're throwing your money into a fountain. It's a waste. Get
0: on Charlie Cameron or someone else. Harry Perryman is a 0% chance of winning the Colman medal (laughs) this year. Well, I think Leo Cameron, you uh, bumped that 7% up to, you know, 50%, 60%. We're going to see 100 goal seasons from Harry Perry, but in shortened games, it's going to be incredible. What a story. Uh, Jay, I know you're on the same page with me on that one. What are you playing in this game?
1: Yeah, I like that we keep people accountable on this show. Yeah, nothing gets <laughs> far past us, do they? Yeah, yeah, um, look, I don't, I don't love this game as a, as a betting match. To be honest, with the with the line and Adelaide just in absolutely stinking form selections, it's going to be so interesting to see how many young kids they bring in, how many more experienced guys they drop. There's absolutely all at see this footy club from the top down i think so look i've had a bit of a um, multi i think this is an opportunity just to take stock and have a look at all things i've got Lockie neil brownlow paying about seven dollars into collingwood uh for the flag if you get that about uh, five bucks into matthew rao for the uh rising uh, star award which is short i know but neil collingwood rail all together is a 50 to one shot so i've had a little something um on that and i reckon i'm going to be absolutely up to it in my eyeballs all season so um i think this is nice time to have that three leg multi i don't like this game too much as a betting match
0: yeah i think that's a great call and it is about that time to put on your, your end of year multis and i like that 50 one i'll probably throw in Harry Perryman as well, just to just to boost up those <laughs> a little bit. Uh, we push on to the D's and the Cats and the D's will be well rested, but they take on a Cat's side that was humbled by the Blues over the weekend. The Cats dollar fifty two favourite still the D's outsiders, two fifty five. Jay Z, what are
1: your thoughts on this class? Most most fascinating game of the round for me, this one. I really um, think this would be uh, just so fascinating. I mean, Geelong, we know, have won and lost, won and lost, won and lost uh, for 12 months now. So they are due for a win and an 11.5-point line. I'm going to take that. So Cats at the line. However, can Melbourne make a huge statement in this uh, contest. They had a blistering first quarter against Carlton, were quiet thereafter, missed last weekend, played a a, a scratch match. I think they will really fancy their chances of, of getting a huge scalp here against the Cats. Remember, they beat them in that final a couple of years ago. So, look, I will have my popcorn out for this one Sunday 340 or whatever it is. I think the conservative route is Geelong at the line 11 and a half. They're coming off a, a big week after that loss to Carlton. You know they're going to come in pretty hot. So that's the conservative choice, but I'm not ruling out a Melbourne comeback, a, a, a Melbourne upset either. So I think this is a bit of a low bet and fascinating game. And Jacob, your thoughts?
2: Yeah, I'm nervous about this one as well. We just Geelong played so poorly last week. Through the first three quarters, we saw Ablett, Dangerfield, Selwood and Duncan have a kick, combined kicking efficiency of 26%. Now, I just don't think that can happen again. Uh, no one really knows what's going on in Melbourne. If you watch their game uh, two weeks ago, they were good for a quarter and poor for three. I'm just going to go with Geelong at $1.52. Be conservative. I think this is a low bet game as well. Just maybe steer clear of this one. Wait to get a bit more data to understand what's going on with these two teams because they're really a mystery to me.
0: Yeah, definitely a great call. It would be a low bet one for me too. If we push on to the Sunday night game. Now I'm loving Sunday night football. It's nice to have a game uh, late in the evening at the end of the week. And we've got Hawthorne and North Melbourne, the Hawks, after their big win, $1.58 favourites. Jacob, I'll stick with you. How are you playing this one?
2: I'm going to go with North Melbourne here. And I think the reason is North Melbourne are just a really honest football team this year. They don't uh, dominate teams. They're not going to struggle too bad in games. They're just going to be really honest. And if they play well, each week the odds should be sitting around about that you know $2 mark for them um, at worst, especially against a Hawthorne team who, who the odds have moved in because of their great win. But as I said, uh, talking about Richmond, it maybe was a bit tighter than the scoreboard reflected. Uh, Goldstein is absolutely killing it in the ruck this year he's, he's been on the bench twice for the entire season arguably could be uh, winning the, the Brownlow medal given his form um, through three weeks uh, and the impact he's had on matches the key for me though for this game is I'm not going to bet until I know what's happening with Ben Cunnington Ben Cunnington has to return to North Melbourne to be valued at $2.30 so just hold off until you see the teams um, and make sure that Cunnington is playing but if he is $2.30 for, for the Kangaroos is great and Jay-Z your thoughts
1: I can't see North Melbourne winning this game. I mean see Hawthorne just come off one of the best performances. For 12 months, oh, I mean, a really strong performance, I should say. Um, North Melbourne, I watched them closely. I thought they were really average. Taron Thomas hardly got a kick to halftime. Aiden Boner came in, had zero impact. Luke McDonald uh, was beaten. Cunnington was missing, um, as you said. Ben Brown fired early and then was uh, nowhere. So I'm not trusting North in this one. I think you go a little bit different with this one. I think um, North Melbourne are really making to look their t- – really looking to make their games this year, low scoring, tight, contested through congestion, play one side of the ground. So look, and Hawthorne, we know about their defense as well. So I think this is a total point score unders game. I think it's currently sitting at about 135. I'm going to take that unders absolutely all day. So um, I don't think there's a lot of value in Hawthorne head to head. What is it? $1.60. I think total point score under this for me, just to, change tack a little bit. Now, Jay, we did talk about
2: the unders uh, in round two. We had the all-unders. Last week, we actually saw seven of the eight games go under. Scoring is yep. down. Any, any line that's sitting at 135 is too high. But the base lines for, for football this year should be sitting around about 128 points. So if the line's 135 here, it's too high.
0: So, Jacob is uh, backing you up there, Jay, on, on a very solid bet. I like that one. Now, we push on to uh, the moment we've all been waiting for, which is the snag stand. And despite, Jacob, you potting it before saying it's a curse on players, I'll Eddie just say win, that... Any wins
2: this year? Any wins? Uh,
0: yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh, we had Tim O'Brien in, in round one, which was nice. But uh, last week, <laughs> last week I, I will say that I wouldn't wouldn't have picked, you know fat Gary Albert to miss from 10 meters out. And then Jack's able to miss every you know shot on goal he had. So I was a little bit robbed there, um, but yeah, so maybe the curse, but we'll, we'll see. I'm, I'm going to go with a player who already has been somewhat cursed in the way he's been kicking. Um, he's the player who leads shots on goals in the league. And that's Liam Ryan. I know you talked about the Eagles problems, but Ryan has actually been very solid. He's kicked two bags of three and then he kicked one game where he kicked zero four. Uh, but I like him to fix it up this week. And in, in my research, the stat I was talking about before, is that and I don't really understand time difference from Perth to over here it doesn't make any sense who knows what's going on in Perth but West Coast have a 75% winning record in day games since the start of last year compared with 50% in night games so now they're playing this week middle of the day, Saturday, it'll be the middle of the night in Perth, but over here, they've adjusted to the time in the hub. All right, they're going to be fresh, ready to go, and I think they're going to start off very well against the power, and I think they're actually going to win. I'm actually going to back the Eagles uh, to lift against the power. Port Adelaide have not beaten anyone of note, um, and I want to say that for first goal and for a couple of goals, Liam Ryan, because the power, the only side not to kick a first goal in 2020. Unbelievable. I know the fact they're on top of the ladder, haven't kicked the first goal. They take on average 10 minutes to kick into gear and actually start playing. So uh, I like Liam Ryan to get the first one there and for the Eagles to win. Um, and then going on, you touched on the Suns before, uh, their forward setup. I found a bit of value in Ben Ainsworth. They haven't even spelled his name right on the uh, first goal kickers on the Ben Easy website. So he's definitely underrated there. It shows his value um but yeah you touched on sexton before sexton actually hasn't hasn't had a great year so far and he hasn't really gone near it so ainsworth in a pretty even gold coast forward setup is uh, my man there and then the last one you did touch on charlie cameron yeah i'm with him i think he's going to stick it up mark Rashudo, uh Ricciuto sitting up in his ivory tower potting all his uh former players i think he can say what he wants he's had a great career but i like charlie cameron to uh put on a bit of a show and show him up there
2: can we talk a little bit about the curse that you've got going so last week your bet was jack siebel and yep. your no, reason was he's playing forward this year. Pre-game, <laughs> Ben Cunnington is a late withdrawal. So what happens? He starts Newell guts, straight into the midfield. And all of a sudden, Kramer's bet's off. Yeah. <laughs> so but the thing you, is, you, you didn't um, even make it to the bounce last week. Uh,
0: yeah, but uh, so that was for first goal. And then I had him for two plus And he had two set shots from directly in front and missed them both. So, oh. you know, it is a, it's a touch of a curse. But... <laughs> And then obviously Gary was absolutely uh, you know destroyed by the, the blues defenders. So it was it was a rough week. <laughs> <laughs> oh
2: no, if I'm a punch, around, then maybe snags. just just give the snag stand a couple of weeks to warm up because at the moment they're cold <laughs> snags.
1: <laughs> the snag stand segment too long, went so long. The sausages are actually cold now. I'm eating it and it's it's bloody cold, it's gone cold, mate. <laughs> I know <laughs> so but- you need to keep them on the rotisserie.
0: Look, the thing is, if the bets aren't going to lob, at least I've got to get some reason behind them. Or people, if I just said these are the three players, they're never going to back them. I've got to give them something to, to cling on to. Uh, but all right, speaking of bets that are going to lob, we'll go to your best bets and yeah. your best roughies for the weekend. Jacob, we'll start with you. I know they're, uh, they're morals, so tell us what you got. Yeah,
2: anything Collingwood-related. So give me Collingwood uh, head-to-head, head dollar sixty seven. I think they're paying at the moment. Collingwood for the flag, $4.75. Anything Collingwood-related is my best bet. And then for an outsider, either like... Richmond um, to get a 40-plus win or Gold Coast to get a 40-plus win. So look for some Saturday games to, to be some
1: blowouts.
0: And uh, Jay-Z?
1: Yeah, I'll well, have a look at that multi. Neil for the brown low, Collingwood for the flag, Ralph for the rising star at 50-plus. Uh, you might be able to buy yourself a boat if that gets home, and I think there's a pretty good chance. Um, my best bet was the Hawks North total uh, point score, and I think that will be a pretty tight and dour affair. Um, and, well... I've upgraded from the boon now. As I said, when you get three in a row, it becomes a fruit salad. So my fruit salad bet is, as insane with Jacob, is Richmond 40-plus. I think they'll snap back into action. I've got some concerns over the Saints this year, as I said. I'm just not sure it's clicking. What are they going to do uh, with their ruck? I, I, just, I think they're a bottom six side, and Richmond, I think, will be able to bounce back from where they're at. So Richmond 40-plus um, and Hawks North total point score the boys
0: like those ones and uh, that's going to wrap it for us. Jacob, I look forward to where you're sitting next week and what sort of trinkets you'll bring to the show. I'll do another uh, Antiques
2: Roadshow around the house if you like. We can just keep doing a tour of my parents' house.
0: I think that's a great idea. Well, thanks for coming along again and that uh, if you're going to have a bet on the AFL, please do so responsibly. And if you're going to have a bet on the stag stand, please do so very responsibly. Uh, we'll see you next week.